0: So what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can't run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Rose crosses over, the fadeaway. Let me step back and
1: kiss With myself. Oh my gosh, Windy City Assassin does it again. Rose trying to get open, fires away. Fire! Ah, it's over! The Bulls win! It's the buzzer! Live from downtown
2: Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of the DePaul Blue Demons. You're listening to
3: Division I Big East coverage, live on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons.
2: And welcome back into another episode of Demon Time, our student-led DePaul Athletic show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. I'm your host, Sean Graney, and we got the exceptional DePaul track and field program live on air with us this afternoon. And the pleasure of speaking with junior standout Billy Martin, who had an outstanding meet at the indoor championships for the Big East, as well as we'll talk to senior leader Jason Montano of DePaul track and field later in the show but we are going to start to show off by speaking with junior standout Billy Martin as once again as I just said fresh off making DePaul proud very proud in the Big East Indoor Championships. Billy thank you for taking the time to join us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: So I'm just going to dive right into it. So Billy you began the meet last weekend by winning the women's weight throw with the final distance of 19.17 meters uh which is also a personal best for you what did winning that event mean to you and you know speak to the time and preparation it takes to go out and perform during each meet um it was
3: actually 1971 but that's okay um (laughs) the it like winning was crazy i was throughout the whole season um i was ranked like one going into it so that puts a lot of pressure on me I'm um, going into the meet um, but like preparation wise you know you just keep doing what you've been doing we have different cycles lifting and different cycles with actual throws so you just go day by day throw by throw and you can't think of conference as some prestigious meet even though it is you just have to go knowing like okay this is another meet I'm just going to go I get at least three throws hopefully you make it to finals and you just push um, best you can. you just have to keep that same mindset that okay, I'm here to do a job. let's let's go and do it. It's, it's nothing new that um, you haven't done before.
2: That's 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 amazing. And you know so going into your background though, so you're from a, a town in Ontario, Canada uh, car, called Formosa. Uh, so you participated in multiple sports as well growing up, uh, volleyball, basketball, you know obviously track and field. Um, what was it like growing up back in Ontario? Um, and you know, what other sports, if any, uh, were you interested in considering if you didn't choose track?
3: Yeah, so for is very small. like i I'm from the country. Um, there's not much to do. There's lots of field land. Um, so sports is like one of those big things that you fill your time up with. Um my parents played it my siblings play sports, um, so we were a big sport family. I actually started out um, playing softball, so i I think I was like, three or four, and I started playing um, softball, carried it all the way through. Eventually, when I was older, I did travel ball. So that was like a competitive team where you travel all around Ontario throughout the country. We do some um, tournaments down in the States. And so I was actually planning on pursuing softball at college. Like I wanted to go to the NCAA for softball, but it wasn't until I reached high school um, that I was introduced to track and field. And like, okay, this is, like, interesting, this is fun, and then in grade 10, I was still doing both of the sports, and I had to make a decision whether to stick it out with um, softball, something that I was comfortable with, and I knew, or risk it and do um, a whole new sport, which track and field, and I ended up taking the risk, and I think it paid off for me to uh, pursue track and field at the school.
2: Oh, yeah, it it, it definitely paid off, and, you know, it's, it's real interesting to, to find out that you didn't even start track and field until high school, and, you know, look at how you've you know, risen up the ranks here at DePaul. Um, you know, I I know this last meet was for the indoor championships, but there are also many outdoor events and opportunities as well. Are there any differences between indoor and outdoor events? And do you personally have a different way of preparation for both types of circumstances?
3: Um, there definitely is a difference. Like for me, with weight throw and hammer throw, um, weights indoor, hammer throws outdoor. The the weight of the ball is different. The length of the wire is different. But like tech-wise, it's all the same. You're still doing turns, and then that goes for like any track um, event. Like the jumpers are still jumping. The runners are still running. There's just like little differences. Um, I personally prefer outdoor. I think a lot of people do, just because I'm better at hammer and I enjoy it more. Um, but as far as it goes for like preparation, you just do the same thing. Like you follow your cycles. You work through your progress. Um, for us, we do, like, light ball, heavy ball, drop sets. You just change up your program for you that, like, suits you and when you want to peak. Um, the, same, the same thing for indoor. You do the exact same thing. I, We take um, indoor almost as, like, a preparation season for outdoor because we favor outdoor more than indoor. So you're, like, as soon as you're done indoor, you want to be prepared to go to outdoor, and there's not that long lagging um, transition period between the two, even though the – Events are a bit different, but like still same the um still similar. So you just work through that. Um other than that, I I don't see any major differences between the two. Oh,
2: so perfect. So really it's more so just preparation. That's what it really sounds like for indoor and outdoor, like kind of different differentiating the circumstances with that. Um so you were kind of talking about the hammer throw and weight throw. Um, you know, your your two main events that you kind of partake in. Talk a little bit about where your passion came from, those events specifically, and do you have any, any other interest uh, with anything else within track and field?
3: Um, so when I first started track and field, I actually was doing shot put because um, I'd never heard of hammer or weight throw before. Um, and I joined a club back home, and that's when my coach, he was like, yeah, you can, you can do well at um, – shot put but like no you're going to be hammer thrower so he threw me in the circle and as soon as I like picked it up I'm like wow this is this is great like I love this I'm gonna um, stick to hammer being my uh, main event Um, so really because of club that's where I fell in love with um, hammer and track and field I'm also not built to be a runner or a jumper so as much as like the other events are super cool I love cheering on my teammates and seeing what they do and like uh, accomplishing their goals I don't think I'd be able to perform well enough to uh, <laughs> to do any of the other events, even though a bunch of people.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's awesome. Um, So kind of going back into the coaching and you know, what DePaul has kind of provided for you here. Um, How has the coaching staff and resources here at DePaul aided in your growth over your career?
3: DePaul is so supportive, which is so great. Like that's what you need because being an athlete, like, you have your mental struggles and your physical struggles, and they're just so great to reach out to. Like our coaching staff on track and field, you can talk to any of them and they're willing to listen, help you with anything you need because they want you to be the best you can. So they're going to do whatever they can for you. The same with anyone in um, the athletic department, like you can talk with any of them. They're all great. And the same thing, they just want, they want you to do the best you can. So DePaul as a whole is just, it's a great environment to be in and like one that you'll definitely um, succeed in as an athlete.
2: That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. You know, you really got to love how, you know, the university really does care about, you know, their athletics and their, you know, players. Like I, you know, have tried to, you know, even do other things with other athletic programs and, you know, just how protective they are. I can, you know, see that on full display. Um, Coming off such a huge performance though, this weekend, Um, at the Indoor Big East Championships, what goals do you have set for yourself for the remainder of the season? And and what parts of your game do you hope to improve going into your uh, last year in your senior season?
3: Um, So we just finished indoor, like you said. So right now we're just starting up outdoor, which is super exciting. Um, If I'm going to be honest, my goals obviously I want a PV, which is a personal best or PR, personal record. So I want to continue throwing further than I ever have before. Um, and I want to see myself back up there on the podium, um, at the Big East Conference. That'd be great to, you know, back to back sort of, uh, indoor and outdoor seasons. Um, and then another one of my big goals is to go to first rounds the past two years. I've, I've been close, but, um, didn't manage to, um, make it. So that's another huge goal and then go to first rounds and just compete and see what I can do with that. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, And I think what I want to do with this season is just continue with my confidence, like go to the meet and know like I'm prepared, I know what to do, try not to psych myself out if I have a bad throw, you know, like you have more. So just um, do the best you can and worry about everything else later.
2: Right, right. I like that. I like that at the end there, you know, really having to hone in on your confidence. And, you know, like, like you were saying, walk in there knowing that, you know, you can do this, you got this. Um, And we'll kind of close off with this. Um, What has been the most influential advice a former coach or or mentor has given you in the past or present that has aided in your development today?
3: I've always been told that I have so much potential athletically, um, but potential can only get you so far. Um, You could be a great athlete with lots of potential, but if you don't own in on it and like actually do something with it, then you're not going to reach your goals and be the best that you can. So I was told, you know, believe in yourself, believe that you deserve to be here. You fit in with everyone, Um, worry about yourself and tap in on that potential. And then you can literally do anything um, if you do that. If not, you're going to regret it. So put all your effort in, all your hard work, um, and you'll be happy to see what the results are.
2: Well, Billy, you know, your, your hard work and your dedication has really been paying off lately, and I hope that you can um, acknowledge that. Um, and we, we really are really proud of everything that you've been doing for the uh, DePaul Track and Field program.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: And with that, folks, DePaul Track and Field's next meet in Orlando, Florida, will come um, as they will compete in the UCF Black and Gold Invite on March 17th, followed by the Redbird Challenge in Normal as that will be at isu on march 31st billy we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and detail a little bit about your depaul track and field journey and we wish you nothing but the best of luck the rest of the season ahead
3: great thank you
2: and we are going to take a fast time out here folks but when we come back we are going to speak with jason montano that's right We got a representative from both men's and women's track and field with us this afternoon, and we'll be right back to chop things up with him and conclude this episode of Demon Time, Radio DePaul Sports, student-led DePaul Athletic Show. Stay right there. We'll be right back.
1: If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a a mile mile in in my my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk
3: a mile in my shoes.
1: Here's a fun fact
2: for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit
3: StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, Alan Coulter here. I realize many of you may recognize me as the voice of late night television, but today, think of me as the voice of reason, particularly when it comes to using common sense In regards to emergency preparedness, look, you already know you should have an emergency disaster kit and a plan for your home and, for that matter, your workplace, too. But a plan is only as good as the paper it's written on. That's why practicing your plan can make all the difference in the world in times of an actual emergency. So come on, listen to me, that charming voice of reason, and use common sense in having an emergency disaster kit and plan for your home, your car, and business. Heck, you should even have a plan for your pets. Honest. Learn more at ready.illinois.gov. That's ready.illinois.gov. Remember the dots. Sponsored by the Illinois Emergency Management Agency. Aired in cooperation with the Illinois Broadcasters Association and this station.
1: Biking in Chicago is more than just a mode of transportation. It's a lifestyle. It's convenient, affordable, and with 13,000 bike racks, parking is never a problem. But with every reward comes a sidecar of risk. In Chicago, over 1,700 cyclists a year are killed or injured in bike accidents involving motor vehicles. Bike safety is simple. First, become familiar with Chicago bike laws. Know your hand signals and when to use them. Love your brain. Get a bike helmet that fits your noggin and deck it out with a headlamp and some reflective gear for riding at night. Bike at least three to four feet away from parked cars to avoid being struck by a car door being opened. Motorists can do their part, too, by checking their side view mirrors for bike traffic before exiting their vehicle. Most importantly, remember that we're sharing the road. Looking out for both ourselves and each other is the only way to keep Chicago's roads safe, no matter what your wheels look like. For more information on bike safety in Chicago, visit www.chicagobikes.org. This public service announcement was brought to you by Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.
0: I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It's
1: really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who
0: are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's
2: life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide.
1: Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council.
0: so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high You can run, but you can't drive high Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
3: You're listening to Division One Big East coverage live on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons.
2: And welcome back to Demon Time, our student-led DePaul Athletic Show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. Getting back into our second half, bringing in our senior star of DePaul track and field, Jason Montano. Jason, thank you for taking the time to be here today. And how are you feeling on this amazing Thursday?
0: Uh, hello. Uh, I'm feeling great today. I'm feeling really good. Uh, I'm excited to hear what uh, this interview entails.
2: Perfect. Perfect. We And we are beyond excited to have you on fresh off an of outstanding performance at the Big East Indoor Championship. So diving right into things. So DePaul track and field completed the 2023 Big East Indoor Championship Saturday afternoon with the women's team placing second overall with 111 points and the men's finishing third with 95 points. You were at the forefront of the news as you took home your own Big East indoor title and finished first place in the men's shot put with a final distance of 16.77 meters on this stage battling amongst other college, you know, greats and other great student-athletes. What does a win like this mean to you and your track and field career?
0: Um, this is huge to me, honestly, because after last year at the uh, Indoor Conference, I didn't have the best performance uh, I wanted. And then uh, upcoming to this Indoor Conference, I knew it was going to be a revenge tour for me, and I knew that um, it was a really big deal for me to win that and kind of get back into, like, the vibe of things.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I really like what you were kind of alluding to with that whole revenge tour. I like that attitude of, you know, trying to really come back strong, um, you know, even kind of going back into the, you know, this tournament. Uh, two Blue Demons brought home individual titles. Three school records were broken at this event. Um, what does it mean to, uh, to you to represent these DePaul colors and, you know, to etch your name uh, in, in school and Biggie's history?
0: Um, oh, I'd say the major like big thing for me is like realizing like how much it's not even just me. It's like everybody on the team and how hard everybody's working to like make these points come up and how hard and like the work they're putting in for us to be able to be as successful as all of us like can be. And us like supporting each other and cheering us on is a huge thing for me. And um, that's what makes me really proud and excited to be like on this team at DePaul University.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm much like you. You know, I, I really value, you know, uplifting and, you know, team building and, you know, the culture, because that that's what really makes or breaks. I feel like any team, regardless of the sport, the culture that you build in the room and outside of the room Um, and, you know, much like you, I, I am a senior as well at DePaul. Um, You know, so I know you're paying on this next subject. But so you began in 2019, you know, competed in indoor events. Then COVID hit. Uh, there were no indoor or outdoor events um uh, following that season there was no complete season in 2020 to 21 um so how did you go through this period of time um and were you st- like you know still training like how did that all go about and what were some of the things you did uh to kind of stay in shape during that dark time uh which was COVID-19
0: yeah so it was a really tough time for me um I mean we finished our indoor season I finished with the gold medal my freshman year um so that was really pushing me to like continue like training on harder um COVID really messed everything up. I I ended up going back home to Maine for a little bit. Um, I stayed training there. I built my own throwing circle in my backyard. And I ended up throwing in my backyard and keeping up with training for sure.
2: That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, during that time, it was tough for really anybody to even kind of really stay up to their full routine or full regiment. Um, obviously, with what was going on at that period of time, but... Um sticking back to the to the depaul realm of things, what has been your favorite moment or meet that you have completed during your entire career here at Depaul?
0: I definitely say last year when we played when the mens played second as a whole team um, I, that was something that I will never shake or like forget like that moment of us and our four by four going crazy out on the track and us them like, when it, like them doing what they gotta do and us being able to play second because they scored those points that we needed, and it was like an immaculate feeling of just like success and how hard we worked, and I was so proud of everybody and how we all did.
2: That's that's awesome having everyone you know come together to you know accomplish such a great feat. That's that's just absolutely amazing. Um, sticking to uh, your, you know, studies within Paul. So you're a graphic design major. Um, where did your passion for that type of work begin? And, you know, what do you hope to do with that in the future?
0: Uh, funny story. So I actually changed my major last year and, uh, I'm a communications major now. Oh, and, uh, perfect. Nice. What I, <laughs> what I want to do with communications, I feel like what I kind of like to do is I kind of just like social media managing or like being able to like coach i feel like that would be cool i feel like um also being able to do like broadcasting stuff would be interesting like i want to try and get into the side of radio things here and there too so like i'm always open to like anything i feel like it'd be a lot of fun
2: yeah i, I mean you were basically speaking speaking our language over here at at, at radio to paul sports so hey if if you are interested in broadcasting you know being around sports social media stuff like that do not hesitate to reach out to me one of my managers anyone at the radio station we would be it just absolutely enamored to have you you know a, a, a athlete a student athlete uh you know obviously being a, a sports radio station we would love your insight your input um sticking to that um who is your biggest athletic inspiration and why
0: um so i have two answers for these questions actually while i was looking at it um funny story so i'd say the athlete that i look up to the most and i see as a role model is definitely ryan krauser who's uh, an amazing shot put thrower out of the U.S., who's an absolute force, who broke the world record recently, again, for uh, indoors. He's just an insane individual. And then um, I'd definitely say the second inspiration for me that got me really into sports and, like, dra- and, like got me into sports and, like, showed me around, like, my hand and everything uh, was definitely my grandfather. My grandfather got me into sports. Um, so thanks to him for getting me into sports or else I would not probably be in sports right now
2: that's that's such an amazing story um you know for even me too like I I can connect to you on that level like you know like the family aspect it's it's such a big thing that like sometimes gets lost and you know everything that we do is like you know everyone is so you know busy with what they're doing in their lives or their careers but you know you can't never forget the purpose of why we do what we do or how we got to where we got to um so we'll we'll close with this here um what do you think, is the most important aspect in being successful within track and field. Um, And, and to add on to that, as your time winds down here at DePaul, um, what are some final goals or plans that you have set in place for yourself as the season nears its end?
0: I'd say the biggest thing to creating the success that you want to achieve um, for track and field is a hundred percent the coaches that you involve in your life and how they change your life. So coach Muir, Coach Dopek and then our strength and conditioning coach Jimmy Duba are a huge part of what have shaped me into like the human being I am today, and how you know, how they like really helped me like start to understand like certain point of views of like how I look upon in life and like how I like look at performances and how I like deal with my energy and how I like stay relaxed and stuff like that. So and they're like huge for helping with mental health and kind of just like keeping us relaxed as athletes and like making sure we're okay. So that's like a huge thing for. I'd say as an athlete for me, is my coaches for sure, and the fact that they're able to be there for me the way they are is actually, like, incredible. And um, I'd say later down the road, I definitely want to become an Olympian, so I'm just going to keep working towards that goal of becoming an Olympian and um, keep just pounding away at at this little stone walkway of getting there. That's definitely a, a big plan for me.
2: That would be such an amazing feat, and the sky is the limit for you. I have no doubt that you can definitely continue on this journey and really reach your goals and your real true aspirations. And getting to the Olympics, that would be just such an amazing honor. And, you know, just even compete or be there would just be amazing. Um, Once again, folks, the Paul Track and Fields next meet will be in Orlando, Florida, as they will compete in the UCF University of Central Florida black and gold invite on march 17th followed by the redbird challenge in normal illinois at isu on march 31st jason we thank you for being on the show this afternoon and good luck the rest of the way this season as well as wherever life after your postgraduate career takes you
0: i want to thank you I appreciate you having me on here
2: thank you And that is going to do it for this episode of Demon Time, our student-led DePaul Athletic Show, which covers and talks all things DePaul sports. We broke it all down with the DePaul track and field program today, and we couldn't be more fired up for what they are hoping to do the rest of the way through this season. Special thank you to student-athletes Billy Martin and Jason Montano for joining us and being great guests this afternoon. Be sure to check back at the same time next week for a brand new episode of Demon Time. But until then, my name is Sean Graney, and it has been an absolute pleasure bringing DePaul Athletics your way all year long. And until next time, folks, so long, everyone. And it's Demon Time, baby. It's the Animal
0: Stories News Team, Uncle Lair. Here's a chance for you to win a shiny new die. Oh, in the event of an emergency and you and your pet iguana have to evacuate, what's the quick way to carry your reptile out of the house? You have five seconds. Okay, let's see. If you have an iguana, I guess I'd carry. Oh, I'm sorry, your time's up. What? You stick your lizard in a pillowcase or a cloth sack. I was going to say that. Get more pet tips at ready.illinois.gov. Sponsored by the Illinois Emergency Management Agency.